G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's take a short while to take a different sort of direction today than what many of us might expect. Talking to Bill Muhlenberg on our regular Friday Culture Watch segment and taking some opportunity today to reflect on those significant things that come from suffering. And a new book has just been released. It's called Becoming Elizabeth Elliot, written by the author Ellen Vaughan and Bill Muhlenberg reflecting on suffering as he's been acknowledging the people who've contributed to this book. Bill Muhlenberg, a special welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, there are some modern names that many listeners will be aware of when it comes to dealing with suffering and this intersection of what happens in suffering when we are people of faith in Christ. Elizabeth Elliot, the topic of your latest article called The Fellowship of the Broken Heart. Give us some insight into why you're writing about Elizabeth Elliot. Yeah, well, uh, I've uh, often written about suffering In fact, I started a PhD at one point looking at the the issue of why God allows suffering. And so those who are interested in this topic will certainly know, as you say, some names. Elizabeth Elliot would spring to mind instantly. Of course, the wife of Jim Elliot, one of five American missionaries who were killed by an Indian tribe in Ecuador way back in 1956, Uh, So this is a a brand new, actually, biography of Elizabeth Elliot that's come out. Uh, Many of your listeners would know all about her, have, you know, many of her classic books, uh, Through Gates of Splendor and The Shadow of the Almighty, recounting those early days when, as a young wife with a baby girl, married just three years to see her husband and four other young men speared to death by the very Indians that she was trying to reach, they were trying to reach. So amazing story all around. They actually ended up going back. Wives kept ministering and witnessing, and eventually many of these tribes people became Christians, and the church was set up. So amazing story. Uh, She went on to come back to America. She was married a second time, and then her second husband died of cancer, so, so much of her writing and speaking was about the matter of uh, suffering. So it was great to learn that this brand new biography had appeared. And uh, yeah, it led me to write this new article with some of the stuff I found therein. And when you say the stuff you found therein, part of that was the foreword, which mm. was written by Johnny Erickson Tata, who's been a guest on this program before. And and talking suffering, wow, she's been through the ringer since 
her age 17 as a teenager and uh, having dived into shallow water and been a quadriplegic ever since then. So this idea of suffering, Bill, where does it fit in with an understanding of some deeper things in our Christian faith? Yeah, well, talk about two of the heavy-duty champions of the faith. I mean, almost all Christians know of Elizabeth Elliot and know of Johnny Erickson Tata, two brave, courageous, wonderful Christian women who've suffered immensely. As you say, Johnny, over 50 years, I think about 54 years now, confined to a wheelchair as a quadriplegic. Millions of people the world over would have prayed for healing, but, uh, well, in this case, it seems God's will. In fact, she said it herself, and Johnny has said that she believes God is actually getting more glory in her broken wheelchair-bound body than if she would have been healed as much as, you know, she'd love to run out of her wheelchair Uh, be free again, but she knows it'll be in heaven most likely when she gets to do that. So very appropriate that she was uh, chosen to write the foreword to this book, and as I was reading that foreword, it just really struck me. Uh, She tells us the story of a long time ago. Uh, Both women had been at a conference they were speaking at. Johnny spoke, and then Elizabeth Elliot came up to her, who is really her hero, and uh, idol, and actually said, can I um, meet with you later on? So Johnny said, yeah, sure. So they were in a hotel. She was laying in her bed, crumpled up with her useless limbs, as she calls them. Uh, Elizabeth Elliot came in. They had a wonderful chat together. And uh, one of the things that really grabbed me in that short foreword was uh, Uh, Johnny said, we realized that we were both two just, you know, quite ordinary women who just happened to suffer a fair amount, uh, been wounded greatly over life, but those wounds drove us to Calvary. Those wounds drove us to Christ, whose broken heart is the kind of example for all of us. So um, just a little quote there in the foreword. I thought, oh, i got to write this up. i got to write a whole article on these two fantastic women. And so I named it the Fellowship of the Broken Heart. I think Tozer had once used the phrase Fellowship of the Burning Heart. So I thought I'd tweak that a bit and say those who have known suffering deeply usually know Christ deeply, and they have a real love for one another. Not everybody has gone through such suffering, but these two women have. So, uh, yeah, I just was so blessed and inspired by just reading again about the lives of both of these women. So um, it's part of the Christian life, after all. We do serve a Lord who's known as the suffering servant. Yes, well, the suffering servant, and I wonder whether, Bill, the suffering servant image that Jesus has uh, was only at the end of his life or whether you would actually say there was suffering right from the very beginning and that his suffering service was across his lifetime. Yeah, well, I think that'd be the case, right? We hear about, you know, the phrase, he left the comforts of heaven to endure the agonies on earth. So, yeah, simply leaving that sweet fellowship that the three members of the Trinity enjoyed for eternity, 
uh, as hard as it is to understand the incarnation, becoming human, and going through all the grief. I mean, any Christian who loves the Lord is grieved by all the sin and uh, corruption that's all around them. How much more our Lord is he grew up. So, yeah, it wasn't just at the cross that he suffered. He could talk about his whole life as a life of suffering. So, yeah, I looked at that, and I looked at a few other things. I guess my interest was, you know, not every Christian is there, either because they've just not suffered maybe all that much, or, you know, some sadly even have this idea we shouldn't suffer, we shouldn't uh, focus on this. So I actually look at uh, three groups that may not uh, so much appreciate something like the Fellowship of the Broken Heart, uh, not wanting to pick on any one group, but some of the, um, you know, the health and wealth and prosperity gospel. They talk a lot about we should never suffer, we should never be sick, we should never be ill, we should always be happy and healthy and wealthy. Uh, and so, as far as I can tell, that doesn't quite square with the biblical record, and they probably wouldn't find all that much a blessing out of somebody like Johnny Erickson or... Um, Elizabeth Elliot, who's suffered so much. So, uh, yeah, I guess part of that piece was to say, here we have some great champions of the faith. Not everybody can relate to them, but boy, you know, I've I've suffered a little in my own life. In fact, just out of the hospital recently, and uh, I tell you, I'd much rather spend, uh, you know, uh, all my time reading uh, Elizabeth Elliot or a Johnny Erickson Tata than some of these more happy, clappy types who insist that we should never suffer or even think about talking about uh, suffering and hardship and affliction. So, uh, yeah, different ways of looking at these things. Some things we can know in theory, but to be able to mm. hear the heart reflection uh, of yeah. the likes of Elizabeth Elliot or Johnny Erickson Tata, the idea that you can combine those two words, joy and affliction, Sometimes that's pretty hard to understand how that can happen, Bill. But uh, how do you think you combine the two ideas, the joy of the Lord and tasting his afflictions? Yeah, well, it's not just these two saints, but countless others who know all about it. But even they are simply drawing on the biblical record, right? We have dozens of passages, actually, in fact, that tie these two things together. Uh, in the New Testament, uh, you know, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the suffering and the shame. Uh, Paul talks often about uh, rejoicing in our afflictions. Uh, James talks about joy in suffering. So the Bible throughout makes that connection. Uh, it may sound ironic or paradoxical, but yeah, to the extent that suffering drives us into the arms of our Savior, who is a wounded servant, who knows all about suffering, especially innocent suffering, uh, you know, it's no fun. I don't like suffering. Nobody does. But if it makes us more Christ-like, if it drives us to the Lord, if it uh, acts as a refining fire and kind of weeds out all the superficial and frivolous things in our life and makes us more like Christ and makes us love others more, oh, well, then it's worth it. In fact, Paul says in Corinthians that those who have suffered have known the comfort of Christ, and therefore, 
uh, as you say, uh, when we experience things firsthand. Therefore, we can comfort others who are suffering because, you know, we've experienced the comfort of Christ. And so now we, in turn, can be a little Christ to others as they go through their own suffering. So, yeah, the Bible never anywhere shirks away from the value of suffering and the place of it in the Christian life. I mean, our Lord is one who's known as somebody who hung on a cross. The cross is the symbol of our faith. The cross is not something easy and lightweight and fun. It was horrible suffering and death, and yet those who are called to follow Christ are called to carry their cross as well and follow him in that regard. So uh, great value in uh, reading about the lives of champs like Johnny and Elizabeth. They can be so inspiring and so moving and help us to uh, think better and more biblically about our own bouts of hardship and suffering. It would be rare, wouldn't it, Bill, for humanity to pursue a life where suffering was the norm, where we know that Jesus chose that suffering servant identity as he was able to win our salvation on the cross. But there's the likes of Job and, of course, that classic book from the Old Testament where Job certainly didn't choose to lose his family and and to be left in the ashes and uh, in that suffering sense. We don't choose the suffering, but, Bill, the idea that when we are going through suffering that God has a deeper purpose in that, any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, quite right. We are nowhere told in Scripture to actively go out and seek suffering. Mind you, it'll come along pretty easily all by itself, thanks. Uh, So, yeah, we're not masochists. We don't seek it out. But when it does come, and it will come to all children of God, well, we have to allow that suffering to achieve its purposes. God is behind it. God is the one allowing it, right? Whether it's the thorn in the flesh that Paul prayed about, Uh, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. So when he sends these things, we need to be open to learning the lessons God has for us, thanking him for, uh, you know, he's counted us worthy to share in the sufferings of our Lord. So, you know, we live in a culture that wants to avoid all suffering, and too many Christians are in that boat. Uh, I don't want to suffer, and I want nothing to do with it, but suffering is the path of the Christian life, and so we have to embrace it when God gives it to us. Well, suffering comes to the believer and the non-believer alike, but the believer has this wonderful foundation, this wonderful spirituality, which helps us to appreciate and understand that suffering is something that can be overcome, that we can join those two words, joy and affliction, together in the same sentence. And Bill Muhlenberg, you've been writing about this new book. It's called Becoming Elizabeth Elliot. The author is Ellen Vaughan. The foreword is by Johnny Erickson Tata for listeners who want to get a hold of that. And you might even start by reading one of Bill's latest articles called The Fellowship of the Broken Heart. And you can find that article that might just uh, spur you on to getting a hold of the book and digging a little deeper. But you'll find that at BillMuhlenberg.com. And you can Google Culture Watch One Word and read that article, The Fellowship of the Broken Heart. Bill, great insights today. Thanks so much for joining us on 2020. Always a pleasure. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.